Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, February the 7th, uh, 2022. It is the fifth Sunday after Epiphany. And uh, so, yeah, so we are uh, following along together through the Christian calendar, doing daily readings through the Word of God. And today we're, uh, we're still in Isaiah, Isaiah 57, Galatians 6, and Mark uh, chapter 9. Good morning, Tamara. And um, yeah, so we, uh, Ann, good morning. Welcome, everybody. So glad to have you guys on. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we, we know agenda here. We just read the word and see where it takes us, man. So thank you guys for sharing this, uh, liking this and all that stuff, commenting, letting people know you're there. Just say, hey, good morning, everybody. People love to hear that. If you're watching on the Facebook stream, people love that. Be able to see who else is on and to, uh, to know you're with us. All right, let's do it. Um, we are going to start our readings today in Isaiah 57. Um, th- by the way, the, the theme for this week as the fifth Sunday after Epiphany uh, comes from Psalm 119, verse 50. And the psalm is, This is my comfort in my trouble, that your promise gives me life. That's pretty good right there, right? This is my comfort in my trouble, that your promise gives me life. Sometimes that's, what, sometimes that's all you got, man. I mean, I shouldn't say that's all you've got, but you've got to cling on to the promises of God when you're, when you're in distress, when you're discouraged, when you're in a low point, when you're in a valley. We've talked about those many times. Uh, sometimes you just got to, what, what you have to hold on to, what we have to hold on to, what I I've, have to remind myself to do is just to hold on to the promises of God. The promise, he's faithful. If he said he's going to take care of me, if he said he's with me, he, he is and he will. Yeah, maybe that's your word for today. I just need to, I just need to cling to the promises of God. That old hymn, right? Standing on the promises. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing on the promises of Christ, my Lord. Uh, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. You know it. You know, some of you guys know it. You're like, well, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, standing on the promises. It was always weird when music, when worship, when music leaders didn't make people stand up for that song. It was just weird. So you people were sitting, singing, standing. That was just, it was a, it blew my mind. Like, I don't understand. Like, sitting on the promises, that doesn't sound right. You got to stand. If you're going to sing the song about standing, you got to at least stand. <laughs> of course, too many are sitting on the premises <laughs> instead of standing on the promises. Come on. Some, too many people sitting on the premises and not standing on the promises. <laughs> sitting on the premises of God. <laughs> Should be standing on the promises, but I'm sitting on the premises. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. Let's go, y'all. Let's go. Enough of that. Let's go into Isaiah 57. Isaiah 57, uh, 14 through 21. Let's see what the word of the Lord has to say. Um, 
And it will be said, build up, build up, prepare the road, remove the obstacles out of the way of my people. For this is what the high and exalted one says, he who lives forever, whose name is holy. All right, well, this is God about to speak. He about to say something. I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. Hmm. Wow. Wow, what a beautiful image of the holiness uh, of God, but yet the personalness of God, the eminence of God, the transcendence and the eminence. The, uh, the, he's far and above, but he's also close and personal. He lives high in a, in a holy place, but also he's with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit. If you're contrite and lowly in spirit, guess what? The, the high holy one, the Lord of the universe, he's near to you. And he's there for what? To revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. I will not excuse them forever, nor will I always be angry, for then they will faint away because of me, the very people I have created. So it's like the people that have God, they're not going to always be under judgment. Remember Israel, they, didn't, they weren't doing so good. They'd done some foolish, foolish things. And uh, God's like, but look, they're not always going to be under judgment. They're not always going to be um, receiving the rod of judgment, the rod of correction. I was enraged by their sinful greed. I punished them, and I hid my face in anger, yet they kept on their willful ways. I've seen their ways, but I will heal them. I've seen what they did, but they steal my children. They steal my children. I love them. Some of you got some kids like that. You know, you got your kids like, man, they drive me crazy. Them kids, them kids drive me crazy. I don't know. Mm. Sometimes I can't believe that's my children. The, the decisions they make, the things they do. I just like to get after them, but they steal my kids. They steal my kids. I still love them. That's what God's saying. He's like, yeah, I had to punish them. I had to judge them. They were doing some foolish things. But at the end of the day, that's my blood, man. That's how he feels about us. He's going to correct us. He's going to guide us. He's going to direct us. You know, he's gonna, if we get out of line, he's going to make it known that we've done so. But at the end of the day, you know this, that God loves you. Thank the Lord. I'll heal them, he says. I will guide them and restore comfort to Israel's mourners, creating praise on their lips. Peace, peace to those far and near, says the Lord, and I will heal them. But the wicked are like the tossing sea, which cannot rest, whose waves cast up mire and mud. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. Mm. So what are you saying, like, the righteous, you know, you might be having going through some tough days. God may be spending some time judging, you know, correcting you, disciplining you, guiding you, pruning you. Uh, but the good thing news is that's going to eventually that's going to eventually end. Like God's not going to do that forever. He's going to, you know, he's going to eventually heal and comfort. But the wicked, it's just it gets bad and gets worse. <laughs> there's no there's no there's no uh, light at the end of the tunnel for the for the wicked. So you don't want to be that. But the righteous, man, he comforts us from his high holy place, uh, from his goodness and his grace and his power. He, he comforts us. Man, we can testify to that, right? That uh, that there's that the comforting hand of God is uh, makes all the difference, man. Knowing that, uh, knowing that he's good, that he, we're his son or daughter. He loves us. Hope you know that today. He loves you. You're his, you're his daughter. You're his son. 
and you may, you know, uh, you may be going through some trials and adversity, but he's got you. He's with you. And there's better days ahead. Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verses 11 through 18. Galatians 6, 11 through 18. This is the end of the book. End of Galatians. See what he says. He's kind of wrapping it up here. He's kind of wrapping it up. See with what large letters I use as I write to you with my own hand. Paul's just literally writing this with his own, in his own pen. Those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Hmm. So you got these people who are trying to get the young Christians to uh, adhere to all the Jewish religious laws, put them under a bondage of religion again. And Paul's like, look, I'm going to just shoot straight with you. The only reason they're doing this, the only reason they, they're bringing in this Jewish, uh, these Jewish rules and rituals is because they don't want to be persecuted by their brothers and sisters who are Jews. It's self-serving. They don't want to associate with you uh, as just someone who's been saved by Jesus. They want to make sure you're doing all these religious things to impress their religious friends. You know how many religious people want you to act right just so it'll impress their other religious friends? Mm. Some churches are like that. Some churches are like that. Not, I mean, a lot of great churches, okay? I'm not, 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 but some churches, they want to look just right to impress other churches. Oh, we can't have people like that at our church because what will the other churches think? I ain't worried about what is, what would Jesus think? That's what I'm worried about. What would Jesus think? Well, I don't want people with issues and hang-ups and th that have struggled with that sin or that failure or, or they've done that wrong. Or they what if those people come here? What will all the other churches think of us? Who cares, man? Who cares? We're not there for the other churches. We're the body of Christ, but we aren't there to impress other churches. This is this is whole crazy Christian subculture where you, where there's competition, un, undue and unright, uh, uh, wrong competition among church. Man, look, there are plenty of churches that were you know they want they want to make it look like they got it all together so they can impress who, the world or impress other churches. Oh, we got it all together. Look how good we are. Look how clean we are. Look how nobody here, and nobody here got issues. Well, if nobody at your church got issues, you ain't you, there's no reason for you to exist. Mm. Mm. If nobody at your church got issues, then you are irrelevant. <laughs> then you are just taking up space. <laughs> yeah. We're a hospital, man. We're a hospital for those who are sick. We're not a museum. Not a museum for the for the saints. I'll tell you what, any any church that pretends to be a museum for the saints, they hide in crap. <laughs> they hide in crap. That's what. It's just you sniff it out. There's a rat. There's a rat somewhere. <laughs> but Paul's like that. He's like, look, these people, these people, God love them. They're just trying to get you to act all religious and do keep everything. Just make you look all nice and tidy so that their other religious friends will be impressed with their ministry. Look at what we're doing. Look what we're creating, these perfect little cookie-cutter people. Isn't this beautiful? No, it's not beautiful. It's fake. Got time for fakeness? Hmm. I read, I read a, a quote one time by uh, Thomas Merton. 
it was a bell ringer for me as a young believer, young Christian, young minister. And it was just a simple little phrase, Thomas Merton, great um, Catholic monk of a generation ago, passed away, I think in the 60s or 70s. Um, but uh, I forget when he passed. But anyway, um, he said this. He said, the only God, the only you God knows is the real you. Mm. The only God, the only you that God knows or relates to is the real you. Now you might you might fake all those other people, but you ain't gonna fake God. The only person God, only you God knows is the real you. So that's the word, that's the one that so that's when we we come together, people. When we come together, I know there's a lot of great churches represented here. And the reason we come together, these different churches, is to be real, man. To be real. Not to fake it. This ain't this ain't like the success stuff you heard out in the world. Fake it till you make it. No, you fake if you keep faking it, you're gonna drop on your you're gonna flat on your face. That's what's gonna happen. Fake it till you make it. Now I, I get that in business. I get it. I get it. You know, you gotta you gotta act like you know what you're doing even when you don't. But in the in the spiritual life, you don't fake it till you make it. You confess it until you make it. Mm. Come on. In the church, in the with, with Jesus, you don't fake it till you make it, you confess it. Until you make it. Mm. So anyway, back to the Word of God. He says the only reason they do this is because they they want to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. They don't want to be persecuted for the cross, cross of Christ. They want to be. They want to look like they got it. They, they're doing the same old, same old. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. That's like boast. You don't want nobody boasting about your circumcision. <laughs> Look, what you man? Don't be boasting about my circumcision. What, what's your problem, man? Anyway, <laughs> I was like, uh, I, but you feel kind of weird just standing around somebody boasting about your circumcision. Excuse me, what? Are we really talking about this right now? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, they're just using you. They're using you to make make them look good. Look what great disciples were making. They're all they're all cleaned and tidy and circumcised. <laughs> oh man! First, verse fourteen. May I look? This should be all of our prayers right here, along with the Apostle Paul right here. This should be our all of our prayers. Verse chapter six, verse fourteen. Let's underline it, people. Get your little highlighter. Get your little pen. If it isn't underlined already, put your little star by it. However you want to do. But here's here, here I love this. This I love this verse. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Yes. Yes. And I love that. May I never boast. Don't ever, I don't want, I mean, that'd be true of all of us. May we never boast in anything when it comes to religion or salvation or justification in anything but the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, which through the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Through the cross, we've been crucified to the world. We're no longer a part of the world. We're different. Like we talked about yesterday, we, we're owned by Jesus. We don't, we're not owned by the world. We're owned by Jesus. We've been crucified <clears throat> to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Anyone in Christ, new creation. 
look, you got an accuser out there. The enemy, he will accuse you. He'll try to, he'll try to accuse you and tell you you're, you are who, who you used to be, who you were before you met Jesus. But you know what? That ain't true. You're a new creation. Anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone, and everything, everything has become new. You're a new creation. You know what the, you know the accuser comes at us? You aren't worthy of God's love. You aren't good enough for God's love. You make mistakes. Look at yourself. You know what you say? You're right. You're right. It don't matter. God doesn't save me because of how good I am. He saves me because of how good he is. Mm. I make mistakes. You're right. I'm not worthy. You're right. I'm not worthy of the mercy of God, but you know what? He extends it to me anyway. And I gladly and joyfully receive it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Verse 16, peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. And maybe that would be a prayer for each and every one of us today. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with our spirits, brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with our spirits. Yeah. Let's jump over to the Gospels. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 30 and following. 30 through, 30 through 41. Mark 9, 40 through, nope, 30 through 41. 30 through 41. Welcome, everybody. So glad to see you guys on. Hope you guys are having a great day today. We're just digging into the Word, allowing the Word of God to speak to us. Man, he's, he's speaking to us. He's speaking to us. Verse 30 of Mark chapter 9. They left that place and passed through Gal Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching and his disciples. He said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. But they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. Like, you can just king out of these, the disciples like, you understand? What, did, you, did you get what he said right there? Nah, I didn't get that. How about you, John? Did you get that? I don't, I don't have no idea what he's talking about. Uh, hey, Andrew, Andrew, help a brother out. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> I, you, I ain't asking him. You, ask, I ain't asking him. Mm -mm. Peter, ask him. I ain't asking him, boy. Get off me. <laughs> you ask. I ain't asking him. They're scared. They're scared about it. <laughs> he going to yell at us. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna yell at us. He gonna, you know what we did the last time? Call me Satan. <laughs> That's what Peter said. Peter said last time I last time I said something, he called me Satan. He called me the devil. I ain't saying that. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> last time I asked him something, he said, "Get behind me, devil!" And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to call the devil again. That didn't feel good. <laughs> so they were afraid. Verse 33, they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? And they're like, mm, oh, man, oh, shoot. What? Mm, mm, who's going who's gonna to speak up? <laughs> who are you arguing about on the road? But they kept quiet because on the way they had argued about who was the greatest. Oh, Jesus knew. Jesus was on to them. Sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, Anyone who wants to be first 
must be the very last and the servant of all. Oh, this is powerful right here, guys. Talk about a powerful object lesson. Watch this. Watch this. He took a little child whom he placed among them. And taking the child in his arms, he said, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. Hmm. Gotta be like a little child. Verse 38. Teacher, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we told him to stop because he was not one of us. Don't stop him, Jesus said. For no one who does a miracle in my name can in the next moment say anything bad about me. For whoever is not against us is for us. Truly, I tell you, anyone who gives you a cup of water in my name because you belong to the Messiah will certainly not lose their reward. Hmm. Jesus sees that. Look, we're talking about, you know, churches that try to impress other churches, but look what Jesus is saying also. He's saying, look, they aren't your competition. If other people are doing good things in the name of Jesus, you, we celebrate them. Anyone who's not against us is for us. We're on the same team. Man, I know in our area we got awesome, awesome churches. Love these pastors. They're doing great things. You know what? We're together. They're for us. We're for them. We rejoice when they rejoice. We mourn when they mourn. Yeah. But we don't try to impress each other, right? We don't try to impress each other. We, we don't try to, uh, you know, look all clean and pretty for each other. No, 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 no. We want to impress each other, impress each other by getting down in the muck of the world and trying to save people. Yeah, that's how we, that's how we, that's how we motivate each other towards love and good works is that we get down and reach people. People say, man, you got, you got, is it, you have some crazy people. You have people with a lot of issues at your church. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Good. You're doing something right. All clean and tidy. They all wearing boots. All wearing, look, teach his own. But I mean, some churches, it's all about the hipster boots, tight jeans, and the flannel. And I just don't look good in tight jeans, man. I'm telling you right now. The tight jeans, the boots, and the flannel. Man, if you and you ain't got the tight jeans and the boots and the flannel, you don't fit in. Man, what's that about? What's that about, really? Come on. Somebody got to just throw on some Adidas or some Nikes on there. You know what I'm saying? Throw some Levi's on. Come on. Like, but I don't have no, I don't have no Jesus boots. <laughs> I don't have no Jesus boots. Don't have no skinny jeans. Don't have, don't have nearly enough flannel. Hmm. You know it. You know it. I need to have my. <laughs> yeah, man. Let's just keep it real, right? Let's just keep it real. Hey, you know, God, he, he loves you, man. I want you to know that he loves you and he comforts us and we hang on to his promises because he's good. He's good. Actually, the radio, the song that's on right now is promises. Maverick City Music is promises. It's about promises, man. It's about him keeping his promises. Yeah. All right, you guys. You know what we did? We read, we pray, we change the world. So I didn't say that yet, but we did read. Now we're going to pray. Thank you guys so much for being on. Stretch pants. Stretch pants are better. <laughs> That's right. Some, there's some churches got, some churches are skinny jeans churches. 
and other churches church, churches are stretch pants churches churches <laughs> i think the stretch pants would be better Whew. that's the potluck church <laughs> some some churches are skinny jeans churches other churches are stretchy pants i'm gonna go with stretchy pants All right, y'all, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your love and comfort. Thank you, Lord, that even in your holiness and power, you come near to the brokenhearted. You come near to those who need to be comforted. And Lord, we can uh, we can testify that you've done that for us, and we thank you for it. God, I pray your blessing upon each of my friends today. Lord, may you encourage them and strengthen them. May you be real close to them. May you comfort them in their if they find themselves in any trouble. May their promise, may your promises truly give them life today. Lord, thank you for loving us, for forgiving us, for saving us. Lord, thank you for all the good churches out there that are just reaching people and loving people in your name. God, we need all kinds of churches for all kinds of people. So thank you, Lord, for the good work that the body of Christ is doing. Thank you that we get to be a part of it and we get to see people's lives touched and redeemed by your good news. Lord, help us to support one another, encourage one another, and lift each other up. Lord, help us never to be superficial and fake, Lord, uh, seeking to impress one another, but help us to be uh, those who care about the least and the broken and those who are longing for a relationship with you. God, I pray for each and every person today. May you uh, just go with us today. May we be your hands and feet everywhere we go. May we sense your presence and be obedient to you in each and every circumstance. We give you thanks for this time together and for your holy, good word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for being on today. Thank you guys for praying. Thank you for reading together, spending this time together. Those of you go on Instagram, Facebook, those of you guys on the podcast, thanks so much for being a part. Love you guys. Thank you for investing this time, not only in your spiritual life personally, but also in this community. It means a lot. It really does. So thank you. Thank you guys for sharing this, for subscribing to this. As always, if you want to reach out to me about the podcast, you can do that at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.